the next question, which is for whichever Irish pensions are qualified in the view of the U.S., are you restricted on what investments can be in it? For example, ETFs. Uh, so essentially, I think many people would be aware who've had this conversation with their advisors before. There's such a thing as a PFIC, a passive foreign investment company, which is basically a rule that was initiated, I think, in the 1980s to essentially, you know, I'm just going to be completely honest. It penalizes U.S. exposed persons who invest in foreign mutual funds. So that, that was the intent because what the U.S. domestic financial institutions were complaining about is that Americans were investing overseas and getting tax breaks. So they flipped it on its head and it's actually a penalty. You're being penalized when you invest in a foreign mutual fund, regardless of how the mutual fund is disguised. So if, if you could put it in an insurance wrapper, because some of them, sometimes you look at an insurance policy, but really it's an investment fund. It's, it's, it's tax advantage from a, a U.S. perspective and that it gets a PFIC treatment. Similarly, with Irish pension funds, and as Damien pointed out, every Irish pension is a qualified pension. But once you have it that's unit linked or it's invested in stocks and shares, there's a strong possibility that you're dealing with a PFIC from a U.S. perspective, which means it's tax disadvantaged from a U.S. perspective. But that's not to say that you can't do it because what may be required is, you know, some sensitivity analysis, rip out that spreadsheet and run some scenarios. Maybe the returns on it and the advantage, the tax breaks from the Ireland perspective outweigh the penalties from the U.S. side. So it could still be a green light. You just need to run the numbers and make sure it, it's the right fit for you. Uh, Damien, do you want to comment? Yeah, so from, from our side, from the Irish side, really, the uh, and we'll take it like if it's a self-directed pension, because obviously if it's not a self-directed pension, you don't have control of where it's going anyway. You can really invest in, in any assets as you see fit, subject to a few exceptions, such as like if you are, you can't buy a holiday home for yourself in it, obviously, you can buy property as things stand now. There is, um, there is talk and there is a... I don't know, is it an EU regulation or something that's coming in to try and, um, you know, they're trying to outlaw property as an investment um, as an investment class to be used in, in self-administered schemes, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, you can't obviously buy assets from people that are connected with you or family members or something like that. You can't buy works of art. But other than that, like if it's just, you know, uh, listed stocks and shares, um, if it's you can actually give loan notes through your pension scheme if it's on an independent and arm's length basis and again not to a company that you're connected with so there, there's a whole array of very useful um you know very useful options that you can have if you do have a pension pot to make use of of the money that that, that you have in that pot and again it's something that we do a fair bit of work um a, a fair bit of work with our clients in and trying to i suppose um, think of ideas as to how they can leverage that money for their own um, for their own asset management and asset identification purposes. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment below. 
Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.txt. Email us at help at htj.txt to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.